Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to the Teach Better Today morning show where the Teach Better team gets to be a part of your morning every single day, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. The one and only Joshua Stamper is in the house. I feel like this is a celebrity sighting. I'm so excited. Please make sure that if you are watching this on social media, that you are sharing the stream at like letting us know what your takeaways are. And of course, if you're listening over on Teach Better Talk podcast, we would love to hear from you as well. Feel free to direct message us, do a five-star review, anything in between. Coffee is rolling. We'll be back. Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to the Teach Better Today morning show. Joshua Stamper, how are you, friend? I'm wonderful. I just had an opportunity to spend some time with you, so my day is kicking off wonderfully. I know. I mean, geez, it is like going to be a day of us hanging out together, so I'm sorry in advance. I mean, between like our time here, Admin Mastermind, we'll have a recap. Like, There's just so many good things happening. I can't complain. No, it's going to be a great day. And I have some coffee too. So, I mean, like I said, cheers. morning stuff kicking off well. Yes, friends. Cheers. We hope your morning is going well. Excited to hear from you. So feel free to participate in the comments. I know so many of our friends are adding our Today Show to their normal routine. And I won't lie, friends. I don't actually know where or how you're experiencing the Today Show. So if you can like snap a picture, if you're watching, like you're watching on your phone, are you watching on your TV? Are you listening? to the podcast. I feel like I, you know what I mean? Like, I want to know how you're all consuming. I always tell them, Josh, I tell them to subscribe to YouTube. So you can't be upset with me. <laughs> well, YouTube is my baby. So I, I hope everyone's jumping on there. If you're not subscribed yet, please hit that button. But that's how I consume in the morning with you, Ray, or I think Katie's mostly on with you. So, you know, I jump on YouTube. I have it on my phone while I'm making my coffee. I have the two of you, you know, bantering back and forth in the morning. So there you go. Yeah. I feel like I go to Facebook if it's live and podcast if it's not live. That's like, I should go to YouTube more, but I do tell them to subscribe because Josh has like made it his mission to make YouTube a thing in our Teach Better community. So every time I plug YouTube, it's really a pat on the back for me that I like, make <laughs> Josh and Stamper happy. Well, I am happy and we are putting a lot of content on there. So I'm super excited about just like the growth that we've already seen just in a short period of time and just the amount of content that we continue to create and, and put on that space. So yeah. I love YouTube. Wait, are you, is this your first Teach Better Today show? Yeah. I've been just longing in the background, just hoping someday to be on Teach Better Today. And today the dream has been complete. Oh my gosh, how terrible. We did, this is not a good welcome. <laughs> we need to like start the show over and be like, everyone, this is Joshua Stamper. Tell us about you, Josh. No. I feel like this is a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> so right. I just appreciate it. Guys, here's the real story. For those of you who have been in our community for this a thousand times, I don't care. But I was a fangirl of Joshua Stamper's podcast. And if you guys are not listening to his podcast, I'm not telling you to not listen to Teach Better Talk podcast, but like for real, go listen to Josh's podcast, which is Aspire to Lead. Um, so many good interviews. I feel like he's somebody 
because if you're not here, I'm going to talk about you. Like, okay. you have such good people that you interview. It's really intimidating. Like, you, <laughs> like I feel like you just put out an episode a, a week or so ago that I was like, how did you book that person? Like, every type of educator or inspirational leader is on your show. And I feel like you probably even have secrets of who's going to be on soon. I do. I'm not going to disclose that. But I think you're thinking of Steve Messler, which I was kind of fanboying over which is an olympic athlete gold medalist uh yeah just huge accomplishments uh ceo of a huge company uh, classroom champions now so uh i felt very intimidated to even speak to him so yes the the podcast has allowed me to have opportunities to speak to some phenomenal educational leaders across the country actually across the world i mean steve's in canada right now um so yeah it's yeah. been a phenomenal experience and thank you so much for the kind words right it's so good. So wait, so I was a listener and then he showed up to the Teach Better conference back in 2019. And I I apologize. I apologize for this publicly numerous times, but I literally just yelled, aggressively yelled his name at him. And it was a very embarrassing moment. Have you ever had that as a, okay, all of our community here, like I have to know if you've had a moment where you reacted and then after the fact, you're like, oh, my God, I really wish I wasn't here right now because I reacted so inappropriately. It wasn't inappropriate. It was I, I was astonished to meet you all in person. Like I had known about the Teach Better team and had followed you all on social media. And yeah, the 2019 conference was just special. And it was so amazing to like see you all. I came early because I was like super excited to see you guys and see the venue and uh, so I, I got the chance to not only meet you, but to like help out before uh, with the, the conference. So uh, I got to see like little podcast row that we had set up there. And it was no, you <laughs> your your reaction was perfectly fine. But just that experience of meeting you guys for the first time will always be instilled in my mind. I want to hear from people in the comments. So free to throw in like, have you ever met somebody that you were a, like maybe a little too star starstruck to meet. Like you wish you could do it again because you're like, I, I may have not gotten like the full experience because I couldn't control like my physical being. I feel like people would be like that for like, if you ever met like Taylor Swift or Oprah or, you know, for me, of course, it's like people I stalk in education that I listen to. <laughs> well, like, I mean, Kevin Butler showed up then too. And like, that was oh, a huge yeah. moment. I mean, there were a lot of folks that we met for the first time at that conference. And mm -hmm. yeah, it was hard not to just be overjoyed. Well, and I know some of you, oh my God, Andrea, can we embarrass Andrea for a second? Andrea on the Teach Better team who like created the ambassador program with Megan Hosey. Now she runs the ambassador program and she was so nervous to meet Dave Burgess. Mm. Like she was so she like could not handle it. And I was like, Andrea, he's like just a human being. He's published like so many of our books. Like we all know him. Let me, I was like, let me introduce you. So it's not like you're just want, randomly walking up, maybe feeling intimidated and she would not do it. Her face was so red. <laughs> well, that's the fun thing about both conferences that we've put on is that, you know, there's all these folks that have published and they speak and they travel so much. And then, you know, to see them in person, I mean, I just had a, a moment, uh, I was traveling back from, uh, with the Teach Better team from Cleveland back to Colorado yeah. and Jimmy Costas was on my plane and 
I had never met him in person. I've had many conversations with him. He's been on the podcast before, but to actually like look over and to see him, I had kind of a moment too. I just yelled out Jimmy and ran over and shook his hand. So uh, I think I embarrassed myself a little bit also. <laughs> well, I'm so glad to know that you also embarrassed yourself because you constantly, and I have loved working with you the last few years. I only more and more to come because I love working with you, Thank but you. It's you are very like calm and organized and always somebody to rely on. I'm glad to know that you like lose your shit a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you, you saw that a little bit at FT, FETC. We were running around meeting folks uh, yeah. at that conference. So Yeah, that was fun. Anyway, I, I excited. I'm glad conferences are back. I want to challenge everybody to keep going to them. Obviously, the Teach Better Conference of 2023 is not happening this year. Uh, but hey, we have our cruise coming up and yeah. that's going to be a blast. I don't think it's revealed yet, but like Josh is speaking, I'm speaking. It's like not official that we're, that's not public information, but it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's the Today Show. We can say yeah. something like that, can't we? Right. It's, it's out. Okay. So Josh, we are going to transition here into our team talk, which is the section of our show where we kind of get into some educational debate, like answer some questions. We actually have a listener questions very specific to you today, which I'm excited to oh, wow. kind of give a shout out to. However, I want to add some context. So Josh, yes, you're a podcaster. Yes, you work for the Teach Better team. You're an incredible father, but you also do have other passions in education. Would you mind sharing a little bit about your work with trauma-informed practices and everything else? Because I think this is going to lend itself really well to your passion as an educator to not only support teachers holistically, but in ways that you have just really committed your heart to. Yeah. So, you know, you talked about the father component of my life and I have six wonderful children, but, you know, with that experience of um, being a father, we also, you know, went through the foster care. So my wife, Leslie and I um, went through that and have been foster parents for 12 years. We are now officially done, <laughs> but 12 years in the making, right? So when we first started, we had to go through a lot of training on trauma-informed practices. And at first, I will be honest, I was not in line with it. I was like, I'm a good father. I have two kids. They're being successful. Why do I have to go to training? However, what happened was I learned a ton about things that I was not doing correct. But then also I found out there were a lot of practices that could be implemented in schools as an administrator. So um, I was kind of in a dark space at that time as an administrator, uh, feeling very defeated with student behavior because all I was using was detentions, ISS and OSS. And some of the trauma-informed and restorative practices that were being discussed was something that I felt like could benefit our students. And so, yeah, I started implementing that and become very passionate about the results because it was working. And so I kind of did, instead of doing top-down uh, I did a kind of a grassroots motion of doing a relationship action team. And we just saw a complete overhaul of what was happening, not only in the classroom, but then also with administration and our kids were flourishing and benefiting and not making the same mistakes twice. So now I speak on that. I write about it and blog. Um, I've blogged a couple of times with Leslie also on that on my website. So yeah, I am extremely passionate about it only because I knew what I was doing was not benefiting the students, the parents in our community, and to see things go in a positive direction was huge and gave me a, a huge passion as far as administration. So yeah, I, I will consistently <laughs> pound the table, shout from the mountaintops about, you know, trauma-informed practices and restorative um, 
strategies um, all day long. So yeah, I'm super excited if that's where the question's going. <laughs> yes, that is where the question's going. And this is where I would do a shameless plug to be like, Josh is really good with leadership teams, teacher teams, and like even stakeholder groups, like bring him into your school. I, I have to tell you, Josh, of all people, and I really don't mean this to like negate the amazing people I'm connected to, but I would bring you into my school in a heartbeat. I think you approach things in such a safe, unintimidating way. And that's what I feel I always need. Like I need somebody to come in and just like slowly roll out the red carpet versus be like, go do this great thing. It's amazing. So I am excited to just reintroduce our community to the opportunity that they can bring you to their school to like have some of these conversations Sometimes it's nice when there's like a third party there yes. facilitating the discussion because these are really sensitive topics. So I am just, yeah, I appreciate the work you do. I'm excited that Teach Better gets to benefit from having you. And let's get into a listener question because I know this is going to be a good one. We'll be right back. Teach Better Today morning show where the Teach Better team gets to be a part of your morning every single morning, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We're getting into our team talk, which is where we get to discuss different educational topics. And I always appreciate when you in our community gets to share questions or topics you would like us to discuss. Uh, obviously, we have some fun things that we always like to bring to the show, but hearing from you and having you contribute is a huge core value of our internal team. So thank you for sending these listener questions. Josh, this was a question that was submitted that I knew when I was going to be recording with you that, that this needed to be something we addressed. And I think it's going to touch on a lot of your passion. So the question is, how do you handle challenges or difficult situations that arise while teaching? So I think that this is a very broad topic. I mean, the idea that challenges and difficulties exist is like a comical thing. Of course it exists. But I wonder if you have some different strategies or approaches that we can kind of get into because the reality is here in August, as we kind of wrap up the month, we have a lot of challenges and difficulties that either have occurred or will occur and we can be strong enough to persevere through them. So yeah. with that initial question, what are your thoughts? Well, it kind of brings me to a conversation I had with Brian Martin just the other day. He was talking about like, and this is kind of out of left field, but he was talking about his experience in military and the three perspectives that he learned that translated to uh, the classroom was preparation, communication, and reflection. And that just popped in my head when you were talking through that, especially now in August when we're setting kind of the stage for the year. I think that preparation piece is huge because, you know, do you have a system in place to allow the students to understand what is expected within relationships? So like, for instance, with our teachers, what we constructed was a system where we did 
a plan of action essentially for our students. Uh, they knew the expectations of the relationship between student to student, student to teacher, and then teacher to student. And we had that constructed. So it was students' voices constructing that versus it's just a teacher saying, these are the rules of the classroom. <laughs> this is what you will do. And this is what you not, this is what you won't do. Um, where it's more about like, how are we going to facilitate a positive and healthy relationship through the school year. And then not just having that conversation at the beginning of the school year, but then also coming back to it all the time of what does that look like? Are we, you know, good with the plan, the contract, whatever you want to call it, uh, moving forward? Does it need to be manipulated? Does it need to be changed? Is there something that we thought was going to be something that needed to be on this at the beginning of the year? But as we've going through something else has, you know, uh, become a challenge in the classroom and we need to address that. And so allowing the students to have part in that and consistently have a voice is really beneficial to the classroom environment and the culture that you're trying to establish. So that was kind of one of the first things, but then that communication piece of like, you know, if something arises, this is how we're going to address it. And understanding that it's a partnership and it's something where you're not trying to just get rid of a kid. I think too often as administrator, I saw students have this perception that teachers just wanted them out of the educational environment. And for myself, it was like trying to repair whatever was broken. So that way that student could stay, especially if it's something that's a, a minor infraction. Yeah. I like that. This is a skill, a practice, that you can put in place at any point throughout the year. So even if you've been in school for four weeks or if you are only a few days in, this is something that actually probably benefits from having a few consistent days in your room before implementing. Um, yeah. I've seen this practice done and I, I really think that it allows a student to begin to take ownership, which is so important in any sort of role where you're, where there is an opportunity to like, do something wrong. I think that that's like, I'm thinking back, like Josh, I know you have six kids, which is by the way, too many kids, but great. <laughs> um, I don't know how I, I have two and I am intimidated by any more. We're not, we're going to lock the doors. I don't know how you handle six, but um, even just at home, when a, when a child makes a choice at home and trying to find a way to tell them that that's like super inappropriate, they can't do that anymore but also have some discussion around, okay, I haven't laid out if they did that, what would occur. Correct. And so how can we be proactive and reactive to help this? And literally what just happened this weekend in my family was we have two girls that have two iPads. Do you have iPads in your home? Unfortunately, yes. This kills me. This kills me. <laughs> and so the reality is, is that there's lots of places where the iPads can exist and lots of places where the iPad should not exist. And trying to find some like way to teach the six-year-old that the iPad doesn't belong in the bathroom is like, that, that gets to be my discussion this past weekend. So it's, okay, that's wrong. And what makes sense if now that we know that's wrong, if it happens in the future, you know, what's an appropriate reaction to have this? I don't know. It's just well, like, the most yeah. ridiculous conversation. No, well, and as teachers and administrators, there's plenty of ridiculous conversations where you just assume that common sense is common and it's not. So um, that goes into what I was talking about before, right? Which is that communication piece, making sure that we're being effective in that and sharing our expectations. And we can't assume that kids are going to know 
what the expectations are. So we need to make sure that we clearly communicate that, but then also the reflection piece of like, okay, this is what you've done. Why was that not appropriate? What could you do again in that in the future? Um, so having something built to have a reflection process also in the classroom for your students is extremely beneficial, not only for them in the moment, but then also the, that practice is something that's used for adults. Yeah, it's interesting. I When I initially heard this question, I definitely thought students, but I'm thinking now colleague to colleague or, or you know, teacher to stakeholder, you're right. I very quickly default to if I haven't if I haven't explicitly communicated it to you, I can't fault you in the same way than if I have explicitly had this conversation with you and then it's a choice. Right. Like I think that that helps me be too reactive is really thinking through like, have we explicitly had this conversation? Have I set out this expectation? And if not, can we have some reflection and then make a plan for the future? I think that that is a good, like humbling reminder for, for our work. Well, and giving permission to be creative, you know, there, every student is different. Every kid is different. Every staff member is different. So Mm -hmm. to have a cookie cutter, uh, matrix or something that you are following to the letter of the law. I mean, it's not going to be beneficial because I mean, like you said, I have a million kids and each one is extremely different. So the way I communicate with them and the consequences that I may provide all are going to be outfitted to their specific needs. And that's so important to, to realize, and it does sound like more work and it is, but if we're intentional with the way that we communicate and the way that um, we have set expectations and then also have consequences. I, I think that's going to ben- benefit everybody. And you're going to see a, a more positive relationship with that individual than just trying to, you know, put them in a box. Mm, so good. Excited to hear from all of you what your strategy is overcoming hurdles and challenges and what kind of your system is going to be in place and how maybe you can even hold yourself accountable for not being too reactive and thinking through how to utilize these strategies. Josh, can I assume that if they have questions, they can reach out to you? Of course. Yes, I'm always available. So please, if you have any questions or you want to expand on anything, please reach out. I love it, friends. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your morning. Thank you for tuning in to Teach Better today. We, of course, hope to see you at our next show. And please make sure to make Teach Better today a part of your morning routine. This is also a really great thing to share with new teachers or new colleagues that might benefit from a little boost of ideas and positivity at the start of their day. We are excited to see you soon on a future show. And we hope you have a wonderful rest of your school day. It will be a good day. I feel it. You feel a good day, right? Oh, my goodness. I've already started with a good day with you, Ray. Ah, you're so full of it. Bye, guys. Love you. Hey, Teach Better community. Thank you so much for joining the Teach Better Today morning show every single weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We have so many resources for you outside of this live stream at teachbetter.com, including blogs, podcasts, and professional development that will bring our team to your school. Wherever you are listening from this morning, please make sure you are sharing and celebrating the incredible educators in this world. And hey, if you are listening over on a podcast to Teach Better Talk, we would love a five-star review. (laughs) The comments are always so entertaining. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow. 